Excuse me, I'm an adult. I'm not, I, I, I didn't make any claims about being an adult. No, thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Strolling Through Stairwells. My name's Rachel. I'm Danae. And today we're talking about the music major life. Dun, dun, dun. Well, okay, those are two different reactions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you like to explain your reaction? <laughs> I, I, I said woo, woo because, you know, like, I'm excited. I'm excited that we're going to be talking about this. And you're like, dun, 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 the suspense is killing me. Yeah, suspended cords do that. They are so hard in ear training. Actually, they're not that bad. But we'll get to that. We'll get to ear training. Um, before that, do you want to talk about what we've been up to? Or do you want to just like go straight into it? Let's talk about what we've been up to because we have been up to some things. Yes, yes we have. You can start. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> throwing me under the bus there. What have I been doing? I just today actually finished a cover of Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. What a good song. I really, I just love that song. Her entire album is quite unique, you know? Mm -hmm. I, um... It's amazing. I haven't listened to the entirety of it. I listened to, like, the first couple of songs, and then I got to go to work. Normally what happens is I go into the car, and I start to play a jam, or uh, an album, and then as I'm going along the way... I'll have to go do something else and turn off, turn it off, and like you know, I never get back to it because I, I'm pretty much have the memory of a, a small pea. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Great album. Yeah, it's really good. What I have heard of it, and I like her sound in general. So it's very, I I want to say minimalist, but at the same time, really aggressive minimalist. Like I get the the sense listening to it that she's yelling at me in a whisper trying to tell me all these things and also not wake up someone sleeping next door like, she's it's just yelling amazing. at me in a whisper trying to tell me all the things but not wake up someone sleeping next door that is a great explanation i don't know why i repeated it but exactly but <laughs> i did a cover of bad guy because i saw that youtube video where someone showed how to recreate it in a humorous way have you have you seen that one the bald dude yeah piano uh-huh. okay i haven't watched it but i love him so i'm mm. gonna go watch it go watch it i saw that video and i thought i could totally do this so i did it and it turned into a full cover <laughs> did you follow his instructions on how to do it no I, I i i did it my way i used some of my drum samples if you've been listening to my music forever you know i used to have a drum kit I don't have a drum yes. kit anymore, but I recorded a bunch of samples from it. So whenever I need drums, every song where I program the drums use samples from that drum kit. So I just ha- I had drum samples anyways. So that's what you've been up to. That's what you've been doing. Yeah. You're 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 so interesting. And then here I am. <laughs> I've I've <laughs> so essentially what I've. Okay, let me give you like a brief breakdown before I say what I was about to say. I was about to say that I've just been a mashed potato and (laughs) I'm just, in general, you'll hear me describing myself as like many forms of potato. Like I'm sometimes I'm like a a boiled potato or Mm. I'm a a potato turning into French fries or (laughs) 
What type of potato is Danae today? It depends on my mood. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm still the same potato, but I'll be in different, I don't know how you say that, constructs? Like, I don't mm. <laughs> Different forms of potato. Yeah, being different in different forms. I've been a very mashed potato recently. It's the end of the school year. To all of you people going to school and like college level, it's around that time for you guys. It is. And I've been stressed. I'll just be honest with you. <laughs> I've been stressed. And um, I don't know if you're looking at the at the camera right now, but as you can see, these are my glasses. Uh-huh. And it's not supposed to be able to do this. And that, <laughs> that was my lens hitting the microphone. That's been happening. And I've been super stressed because of that, too. I'm just going to put my glasses on with one eye not working. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, I had had to drop a couple hundred bucks on some new glasses, which is great for my eyes and terrible for my wallet. So I've been up to that. Hashtag I can see for free. (laughs) Lucky you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I've I've been doing that. I've been been, um, learning Japanese again. I've been um, practicing the trumpet that I've owned for a while and just haven't gotten around to doing it. And um, that's what we've been doing. I am currently a straight A student, okay? And that was blood, sweat, and tears that got me here. Blood, sweat, and tears. (laughs) Don't clap. Don't clap. (laughs) Because I have a good story to go along with that. Don't clap. (laughs) Okay. Is this a story of blood, sweat, and tears? This is a story of just like straight up stress and then giving up, but then ending out on top of the mountain. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) my teacher has been telling us like for like months since the beginning, since the beginning of the semester, like, Hey, we have a thousand, uh, word essay coming up. You need to start getting ready for it. Cause it's double page. I mean, sorry, double spaced. And you need to have like four to six pages done. And so I was like, okay, heard, I'm gonna start working on it. And so I chose my topic. And I was really excited excited about it. And then I was like, I started doing a little bit of research on it. And then I just forgot about it for like months. <laughs> you know where this is going. Yes. And so <laughs> I come back from spring break and he's like, hey, paper's due in three weeks. And I'm like, okay, that's not good. <laughs> so I start to like prepare myself for it. And I'm like looking over the things that I were looking up, was looking up, um, to do the paper and as per usual you know like things don't turn out the way that you expect them to and i can't use i couldn't use some of the sources that i thought i could use because for whatever reason some of them disappeared others i couldn't just find back and then like so on and so forth i ended up having to do a whole other thing to research to figure out um what uh what to figure out my essentially I had to do I had to redo my research for the paper so I redid my research for the paper and I had two more weeks and then I just like procrastinated I kid you not I procrastinated for two weeks straight okay and I was like I'm gonna start writing the paper today I'm gonna start writing the paper today and I just kept doing that over and over again guess when I started writing the paper just take a guess um you're gonna do it tomorrow Okay, the paper there. The paper is already passed, but like, okay. <laughs> but guess when when I finished the paper? Okay, okay. When did I start and finish the paper? I'm gonna guess within 24 hours of now. You're right. What I did was I had class. Okay, my paper was due at 12:30. I woke up at seven. 
and I wrote until like 10. And that was when I completed my thousand word four page paper. And honestly, I wasn't expecting to get the grade. It was worth 200 points. And I knew that I needed 20 points to pass the class. Wait, wait. I just, I so just needed 20 points. That, that is terrible. But at the same I time, know. I can't argue with it. I can't I argue with that. I just needed 20 points. All I needed was 20. So I wrote a paper, and honestly, I wrote the paper like to the be- with the best of intentions, but uh, I wasn't expecting more than 20 points, maybe 50 <laughs> out of 200, so I could pass the class. That's I all mean, I mean, you know wanted. what they say, C's get degrees. Exactly. Well, you know what? I've been living by that rule. I've been trying to get A's, but like C's get degrees, guys. I always fall back on that. I was hoping yeah. for a 20 so I could get a C to pass the class. I got 180 out of 200, and I'm ending the class with an A. So That's there you good. have it. That's pretty darn good. I really good. love my teacher. <laughs> Never hears this podcast. <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> so I think that is a really good segue to the college music major life. <laughs> Just college, man. It is college. Everything is way harder than it needs to be in college. That seems like the point of college. Honestly. It's like, here, have some textbooks on steroids finish that in three months and oh get good grades (laughs) and don't forget you need to spend more time studying than you actually spend in class even though you're taking 18 credit hours and do not have time for any studying at all but make sure you study honestly oh and also don't forget to practice your instrument for two hours a day yeah Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I'm not, okay. Like I'm not glad that I'm not doing music as a major, but I'm so glad that I'm not doing music as a major. Cause I'm ridiculously, I don't know. We briefly touched on it, but I'm ridiculously bad at practicing. Like I used to be bad. I have gotten pretty good at practicing recently. I've been practicing at least an hour every day lately, more than that recently, just because other things are slowing down. I'm in Actually, I don't think I'm in any ensembles that are still meeting right now. So all of my time that I was spending working on concert band music and jazz band music is all focused on guitar. And I think I'm going to do really well in my jury. But we'll we'll have to talk about juries too because those are stressful. Yeah, let's talk about... Okay, well, you have a little thing here. Should we... Okay, can we start with juries? Because I don't know what that is. Yeah, let's start with juries. One of the most important classes that you take as a music major is your private lessons with a faculty member who plays your instrument. So every week I go for a one hour guitar lesson. If you do the work, you're gonna get an A, but there are people who don't do the work. Keeping consistent can be pretty hard. I'm pretty good at it, but I know a lot of other people, a lot of my friends struggle with this. At the end of your lessons class for the final, you have to take a jury, which at my school at least, we have three faculty members in the instrument family, so the guitar professor, the violin professor, and the cello professor, all listen to you play a few pieces, some scales, and some sight reading. And you have to pass that to continue. Okay. So essentially, it's just you're being tested yeah. by... It's like another audition. It's like you audition at the end of every semester. <laughs> you audition at the end of every semester? Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so if you fail, then you have mm-hmm. to take remedial lessons, and that puts you behind, and it's terrible. And I know uh, people who have failed juries before, and they tell me that it's terrible. Never do that. <laughs> like you get a choice. <laughs> but the barrier jury is the jury that I'm taking this semester, 
And to qualify for the next level of instruction, I need to get a 75% on this or higher, and you only get two chances to do it. This is also my first jury that will have sight reading on it. I'm pretty good at sight reading, but I know most guitar players aren't. So I'm hoping that the sight reading will be easy. Okay. Heard. That's what juries are. That's what they do. Makes sense. It's not as hard as it seems. It's just very stressful. I've always gotten A on my juries, always in like the mid to upper 90s. But for some reason, they always stress me out, no matter what, no matter how well prepared I am. It's just the feeling that you could completely screw up your entire education by having one bad day. <laughs> Is kind of scary. You know, <laughs> you're making it sound really bad. I mean, okay, so it, it sounds like you're just really, you're really hyping yourself up for some real hardcore stress over there. That's what you're doing. But at the same time, I know that you're fantastic and you're gonna do great on this. Do you want me to get the syllabus? First off, college syllabus, syllabus, syllabi, syllabuses, syllabi. Is that it? Syllabi. Yes. That's a great word, by the way. Syllabi. It is. Just, you're stressing out. Don't don't bring up the syllabus. Put the yeah. syllabus back where it came from. And if you're holding <laughs> the syllabus, put it down. No, I, I don't have it. I, I didn't look it up. I actually don't have, good. I don't think I have any like printed syllabi. They're all online right now. That's good. Save the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, save the planet. But <laughs> the trees. The next thing I'd like to bring up is recitals, which I think are awesome. You know, I was talking about trees, and so I thought you said recycle, and I'm like, you yeah, recycle? Yeah, <laughs> Recitals are like recycling and that they're both great. Yeah. I play on a couple of recitals every semester. It's awesome. You just get up there in front of all the other music students, play a piece, and usually, I I think I've made a mistake on every single recital I've played, but it's still fine. It's an amazing experience to get out there and play for other people instead of just in your bedroom. Do you have to like audition for your recitals or is it just like you you write down that you're going to be recitaling? Recitaling, is that... Actually, <laughs> some some of the guitar players got uh, got notice that they would be on the next recital in an email that they, they they just got copied on an email from the guitar professor saying, "Oh yeah, and these guitarists are going to to play on the next recital," and that's how they found out about it. I found out about it in person though, because I, I was there when that email was sent, so I knew about it. Oh, so your guitar professor will select who's going to play in the recitals. Pretty much. Can you volunteer as well, or is it just like yes. up to his mm-hmm. discretion? This semester I did two recitals. Usually I think you do about one a semester. I did extra this semester because I'm playing a lot more difficult music, and I just wanted to have I wanted to have a performance opportunity. Um, the only experience that I have on the college level with music is uh, a really long time ago when I went to a college summer camp for like orchestra. And um, I was, first off, that was the first time when I realized just how much I didn't practice. Uh, (laughs) I had such bad habits and they were emphasized. There is nothing like a stressful performance or just being around really good musicians to motivate you to practice. There's nothing like it. Honestly. So to get in, you have to audition and I, didn't play any of the pieces that I was playing in orchestra. I went and just found, um, it was, okay, it's the it's the song that you always hear on cello, and it's um, by... Bach, Cello Suite, number one? It's, is it that one? Yes. 
do 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 that, that is one. it yeah <laughs> see how it's it's the one cello piece everyone knows. Like, literally, that is exactly. the only cello piece I know. Um, if you had said no, it wasn't that, then I wouldn't have a second one. That is also just honestly. the level of my knowledge of cello repertoire. Like, that is it. Okay, that's kind of sad. We're going to have to bring you up to speed, because there's a lot of great cello music out there. Um, but it's, obviously, I can't play them. So we're going to have to send you a bunch of music later. Remind me. Um, but yeah, so that was what I chose to do. I went out and I found the sheet music to it. And, um, as you know, I'm not, uh, I don't have a, I didn't have a teacher. I don't have a teacher. Mm-hmm. I've mostly been self-taught and everything. So I spent a good, again, I spent a good, um, like three weeks just practicing mm-hmm. that over and over again. And then I waited until the last day to record it. <laughs> uh-huh. I had never recorded cello before. <laughs> I, I always think it's weird. We do all these collaborations, and I've, I've had you play trumpet on one of my songs, and I still have not yet had you play cello for me. Okay. I have written you a whole cello quartet. <laughs> you did. I remember that, and I didn't, I didn't practice it. I, I'm really bad at practicing. We've already gone over this. Anyhow, mm-hmm. so I sent that audition in, right? And the audition was, first off, the audio was trash, and mm-hmm. the audition itself was just me stuttering over this new piece that I just picked up to audition with. Yeah. Word to the wise, don't audition with pieces that you don't know. Because <laughs> you you're not going to play them well. <laughs> Anyhow, fast forward, I went to this uh, camp and there was uh, like, you could sign up for recitals. Which, and I went and watched a bunch of other people play. And it was great. Like they were like professional quality, great. And they're like, oh my gosh, I started over one note. And I'm just like, you were beautiful. <laughs> you're like an angel flying around the room. Why are you complaining? <laughs> My school has opera singers. Like, my high school had, like, you know, that generic musical voice? Like, have you ever listened to, like, a musical soundtrack, and you're just thinking, wow, all these girls sound literally exactly the same, and it's not even that great? And then you listen to, like, you listen to trained opera singers, and it's just so beautiful. That That's one thing I was not prepared for in college, like the vocalists here completely blow everything from high school out of the water. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't compete with them. Mm. I <laughs> I feel bad recording a pop song cover because I know all my friends are like vocal majors and they imposter syndrome. It's amazing. <laughs> I okay, for for me, like I know that people say that I have like a nice voice and whatever, but like for me, listening to anybody do a cover of anything, it's just it I just I'm just thrilled hearing somebody sing. Like even if you're not that great at it. I'm just thrilled hearing you try. I'm just like, you did great for your level. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> this is why we're friends, because that is my level. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I would love to go, uh, I would love to take a course, uh, a college level course um, for like vocals or cello, which would be my main instrument if I was to do anything in music. Um, because I would just love to do that kind of intense training again. Also, it was really stressful. I don't know how you would do that. You're like, you're doing this like day in, day out. And I did it for two weeks and I came home and I was like tired. I'm like, I'm going to go to bed now. That's just because I'm so obsessed. There's nothing I would rather do than music all day, every day. Like this is the life I want. I wake up in the morning. I just have so much music to do. And then I go to sleep thinking and dreaming of music. What do I do with my free time? Oh, I make more music. 
this is a life that I I want to have. Like I said, I'm jealous of your passion. It's a lot easier when it's on a schedule. Okay, let's talk about music classes. Yes. Oh boy. Tell me all the deets. So, music theory class is such an interesting experience. I came into this already knowing quite a lot of music theory. I was the music theory nerd in high school. I learned so much from being in jazz band, particularly being in the jazz rhythm section. I'm sorry, what'd you say? The jazz prison? Rhythm section. <laughs> no, it's not a prison. Oh, okay, it's a I section. thought you said jazz prison. <laughs> yes, I went to jazz prison. You have no idea how that messes with you. <laughs> they just play Kenny G all day. And you have oh to listen gosh. to Autumn Leaves in E minor. Okay. Oh my god. On, on the Autumn Leaves thing. People always make fun of Autumn Leaves in E minor because the real book has it in E minor and the original key is allegedly G minor, even though it's actually A minor, but people look down on you if you play Autumn Leaves in E minor. It seems like the noob thing to do. But here's the problem. E minor fits my vocal range better. So I, I play it in E minor because I can't sing it in G minor. So everyone who doesn't like Autumn Leaves in E minor, all the hip jazz cats, can you just lay off me? That was a great rant. I have literally no idea what Autumn Leaves are. but uh, It okay. is the best song ever. Like Write, write oh. down Autumn Leaves. You need to listen to it. It is amazing. You said Autumn Leaves, and I thought you were talking about Autumn from The um, Admiralty. Bringing yeah. that up again, yeah. And <laughs> I was just like, "There's a you played it in E minor? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about like, the jazz... It's a jazz standard. It's a really good song. Okay. Autumn Leaves. Heard. I remember that. I yes. think I might write it down my paper plate. If I ever do a cover of that, I will try to get you to sing it. I don't know about but, that, but yeah, I'm willing to try. You know me. I'm willing to try. I think your, your voice would sound really good on it. Okay. Music theory class. So Autumn Leaves is the, the go-to song, and noobs play it in E minor. Understood. And I'm a noob, apparently. But music theory classes are such a mixed bag because the class itself is really hard, but the concepts are all things I already knew. So I, I'm stuck in here thinking, I don't care about any of this classical music stuff. I just want to do jazz. So you're not having a hard time with the class. You're having a hard time sitting through it? Basically. Bruh, don't talk to me. You make you make all of us that stress out. <laughs> I can't find a way to say it that doesn't make no. me look like a terrible, pretentious person. You look like a terrible, pretentious person, okay? I know. I, I just like jazz. <laughs> when I struggle with a class, I'm struggling. That, that's music history. Music history is where it's actually hard. The two classes that I've taken like, in uh, relation to art and music is our music appreciation, which had a lot of... Okay, so my, my, my teacher for that, uh, I loved him. And uh, I failed the class, by the way, but I loved him and the way that he taught. <laughs> um, and uh, it was just, it was a lot of music history more than it was like music. I mean, I guess music appreciation is music history in some ways. I learned a lot of background from his, um, from his class. I don't know. It wasn't a hard class. I enjoyed learning like all the things that I learned from it, but like I just couldn't do the papers that he insisted we do. I don't understand what was a Gordon Rude class. Musicology is an amazing but extremely daunting subject. Musicology sounds like a doctorate degree. It is. And he basically, uh, the professor who t teaches musicology here basically 
taught the class like it was a master's level class. Everyone was struggling except for like the, the <gasps> top smart people. And I was not one of those s- smart people. Wait, your history class is a musicology class that was taught like yes. a master's class. What are Basically, you in? Like, where are you on the scale of thingies? You don't have your doctorates, obviously. Yeah, you're not in your master's. What do you? What do you? <laughs> I'm undergrad. I am undergrad music you're ed. Un- okay. Music cool. education. I, I keep forgetting. Outside the music world, no one knows what I'm talking about. If I just say music ed, it's music education. That's true. Oh, I mean, at least I knew what you're talking about because I did think about taking that as like my major for a little bit there. But I'm going to be a band still. director. <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> I'm going to um, stand up in front of kids and wave my arms. That's that's the goal, man. That's the life right there. It is. <laughs> Waving your... Excuse oh me, why gosh. do we have to play this jazz song again? I don't want to play jazz. Shut up, Jimmy. We're going to play jazz. Of course you're going to... Okay, you know what? So you have music theory, music history, and yeah. then piano. Is that yes. like... Piano classes. It's a fun time. Do you take those like once a week like you do for guitar? No, it's um, two times a week. It's a big group class for all of the non-piano people. You basically just have to prove that you can play enough piano to be a professional musician. You don't have to be good. You just have to be good enough. <laughs> you said you don't have to be good. You just have to be good enough. Pretty much. So, I mean, no, I, I probably would pass, wouldn't pass that class. I don't know. Like I put my hand on the piano, like I said, and that was that. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. There's some really bad piano players in that class, and they have to pass somehow. <laughs> I mean, okay, so like I can't read. I can read the notes for mm-hmm. the um the sca- the G. Oh, good lord! I can't remember the names of them anymore. Yes, treble clef and bass clef. You sh- you should be able to read treble clef. You play trumpet. Well, I'm 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 teaching myself this over again because like I've been mostly doing bass clef. Like I when I when I told you that when I was I was like skimping by in the weirdest way. I didn't learn my notes until mm. one time I had a tutor for like three weeks and he was like, "Can you read these?" And I looked at him and I'm like, "That's a third finger on the like the A string." And he looked at me and he's like, "You're gonna have to memorize the notes." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "You have to do it." So, so I memorized the notes for bass clef. That is a very important skill. It is, but like it wasn't something that in my head was necessary because I knew that this note on this line equaled the third finger on the A string. And that was yeah. all I really needed to know. I mean, sure, yeah. But then you get to the music major level. Like where I'm at, I need to know bass clef, I need to know treble clef, and I need to know alto clef. And alto clef is what really gets me. What is okay? Hold up. What is that? Alto clef. Go ahead and Google alto clef. I want to see the look of shock and disgust on your face when you see this thing. Alto. It is the clef for those of you playing at home. The alto clef is the clef that the viola and sometimes the trombone will read in. So this weird thing that looks like a squiggly line. Basically, yeah. I need to be able to read that. Why? Why do you exist? You know, I've seen this thing like once or twice and just ignored it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't ignore it anymore. I hate I hate on it because it's the hip thing to hate on. But in reality, <laughs> I think it's kind of cool. It shows how, how flexible our music system really is. It looks like you're having a lot of fun in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Do, do you like to party it up? Oh, yeah. I love to uh, party. 
discreetly tries to cover up all the music that I've been practicing. <laughs> what do you do on the weekends? I study alto clap. <laughs> Seriously, we kid. But when, when I get done with this recording, you know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to practice guitar for like three hours. Like I already ha- I have everything planned out about what I'm going to do. And all the pieces I'm going to work on, all of the scales and things. Oh, did I mention that I made an app? <laughs> I, this, I need to put this on the podcast oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> we just want to, I'm just going to throw it out there that you're a real, you're a real nerd. I'm just, you yeah. made an app to make your life easier that you're mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> so back to the jury thing. You made an app to roll dice. I'm just kidding. I yeah. Okay, here we go. I have to play any scale for my jury. So any minor scale, which could be a natural minor, harmonic minor, or melodic minor. And yes, I have to care about the difference between those things now. But I have to be able to play any of those in any key. So I made an app where I press a button and it gives me a random scale. And I went further than that. I gave it settings so I can decide if I want to just do major scales, just do minor scales, or any scale. I'm thinking about adding jazz modes to it next. And maybe like whole tone stuff and half holes and chromatic stuff, even though you don't really need a random chromatic scale. But yeah, I'm now an Android app developer because I needed an app that would pick a random scale for me to practice. Okay, see, now that you've finished that statement, because like you only told me that you were making an app to pick a random skill for you. And so I'm like, did you make it so you could choose a random skill to compose to? Or oh, you now just that's were running an out idea. of ideas on your own? <laughs> that would be great. First measure, I have to use, I don't know, F sharp harmonic minor. Next measure, I have to use D major. This, this could be so oh, good. Oh my gosh, you're stressing me out right now. Don't stress you, me out like you've that. You've given me an, a great idea. I, I didn't do anything. Excuse me. I just <laughs> I was just here, you know. Okay, so you made it for practice. That makes sense. Cause now that you've explained like the context and the backstory, mm-hmm. I know. Cause I was yeah. really thinking that you're just out here really bored <laughs> making an app. I was just so bored. Switch. I needed an app scale. that would just give me random scale names. Oh my gosh. Because what I was doing was I was rolling a dice. Cause you know there are 12, 12 keys, so a twelve sided dice, which I have because I'm a nerd. Twelve sided dice gives me the key. Four sided dice will give me the tonality, and that was how I did it. But I got tired of thinking, oh, that's a 7, so that's G. Is it G? Yeah, it's G. And then that's a 3. Was that melodic or was that harmonic? I got tired of like having to do the math in my head. So I just wrote an app that would do it all for me, which meant like a whole afternoon. <laughs> I spent a whole afternoon trying to install the Android Studio, trying to figure out how to write in a programming language I've never even heard of before. I've had a week, okay? <laughs> but you did it, and now you don't have to figure it out in your brain anymore. All that work for a very simple problem that wasn't even really a problem. I mean, okay, when's your jury, when are your juries due? A couple weeks. This is absolutely relevant for like three weeks. Yeah, and then I, I have it over the summer, so I can just add more scales. The scales that I want to learn. Oh, okay. The scales that you want to learn. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, when I'm not at school, I, I love it because I get to practice the things I want to do. Last winter break, I spent a lot of time working on seventh chord arpeggios because that was just what I wanted to do. So tell me more about ensembles. Ensembles are like the best part of being a music major, in my opinion. You play with other people 
yeah. in a small okay wait can you just describe an ensemble because like i know what it is but like for the rest of us yeah so those are your concert bands your orchestras your choirs your jazz bands jazz combos marching band pet band things along these lines yes could be a guitar quartet you have a bunch of musicians and you have a teacher and you rehearse music in a group and you play preferably you play for people (laughs) and then you play preferably for people i feel like a dog would appreciate the playing of a ensemble ensemble as well oh yeah i bet a really good dog good i'm sorry i'm just instagram (laughs) and like dogs crying along with songs have just been in my mind recently so it's a concert for dogs I am sure that that has been done, and I'm sure that it's beautiful. That would be adorable. I want to play, like, for a bunch of golden retrievers. (laughs) Like, I I don't know why, but I just feel like a golden retriever would be the right kind of dog, because they just seem so enthusiastic about humans, you know? This is true. Oh, but I feel like if you wanted to do a more classy concert, you should do one for, like, Great Danes. Yes. I feel like they would be very posh. A um, poodle concert? You could do like a, a swing jazz concert for poodles. I, I like how I'm just thinking, what kind of dogs, dog names sound good with the word concert? Is this really what my life has come to? We should have, we should, you should have a pit bull concert just so you can call it that. <laughs> <laughs> pit bull wraps for a room full of pit bulls. Oh my gosh. Okay. Someone has to make that happen when I become... <laughs> So, uh, jazz band is awesome. I want to be in a band. Oh, did I tell you that I joined a band? You, you've joined a band for real? We have our first performance on uh, Sunday afternoon. And we're going to be performing at like a retirement facility. Sweet. So there's a drum, there's a drum player. There's another singer who's better than I am and she's great. <laughs> and then we have um, our pianist who does piano and can also sing while playing piano, which is like amazing. That is a skill. Yeah. And then there's, we might have some more people coming, but like currently, you know, school, death, um, we're all kind of like just dying along yeah. the way. So we might have a guitarist that's coming as well. So I'm very excited for this new group I have of my family members. Heck yeah. What? This new group of people that are like family. That's why I meant to say. Like, I, I, first, I was going to ask, so your whole family is forming a band? That's great. It must be so nice to be in a musical family. I am literally the only person in my family who plays music. Um, my sister and brother, we were all... My, my parents wanted us to learn music, mu- musical instruments while we were growing up. I learned how to play, I wanted to learn how to play the violin, but my arms were too long. So I went to cello. (laughs) Your arms were too long. (laughs) That is literally how it went. They were like, do you want to buy this thousand dollar instrument because your daughter has long arms? And my parents were like, sure. So that's what we did. Um, And I think I started with like a full size cello. My arms were really long. I don't know why I'm imagining you with abnormally long arms. I know what your arms look like. The idea of you with abnormally long arms is just funny. <laughs> You're so mean to me. Listen, when I was, when I was like, I started playing when I was, ooh, like nine or something, like nine, ten, around that age. For my age, I had abnormally long arms, and then my body also wasn't there yet, so like, that's how I became a cellist. When your child has abnormally long arms, put them in orchestra and put a cello in their lap and tell them good day. Okay, that's what you need yeah. to do. 
good parenting skills 101 mm. like i would know but <laughs> yeah my parents started me out on piano when i was pretty young and i just didn't stick with it you could have been such a great pianist at this point but alas, here you are, a great guitarist instead. Like, I'm solidly in the top three guitar players at my school. And there's not that many guitar players. Okay, like, wow. Why would you say that? Why would you just live the hype, man? Live the hype. <laughs> you, said, you said, I'm like the top three, but there's not a lot of us. Like, what do you yeah. mean? The problems are that the other guitarists in the, in the school that I go to are either actual classical guitar players who have been playing classical guitar for a while, and, you know, I've just now started classical guitar. I'm a jazz guitar player, but I have to do classical because that's what my school does. Or they are older than me and just amazingly talented. So you're right below the older than you and amazingly talented, and then you're above the people that have been playing for years? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm under both of them. There are also some new kids, oh. though. <laughs> there, there are new kids who are just getting started, and I empathize with their plight because that's where I was last year. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be an amazing classical guitarist in like three years. I'll give you a three-year time limit to become one of the greats. I, I might record some of my jury pieces and put them on YouTube because they're all in the classical domain, or public domain. They're all classical pieces and they're really old. Maybe I'll do some of that. I'll put my <laughs> classical guitar playing up. Yeah, you can put, you can make a little, um, uh, what are they called again? Like a little vlog of you sweating. Yeah. And <laughs> As you get ready for the jury. I've thought about recording a recording a practice session just to show where I am. Yeah, we could you could do like a whole just like one piece every single day or not every day, but like whenever you practice it for like yeah. however long until you play it and then do a little montage video. I love those. Mm -hmm. I love montage videos in case you <laughs> that's what I spend my nights doing, watching montage videos. The best YouTube video I've ever made was my learning guitar in a year. And I got so many yep. awful comments on that, and it's hilarious. I don't, you know, sometimes people don't read. They're just like, oh, let me like, watch this video. Like, You're so you bad. You suck at guitar. You're so terrible at guitar. Why? So you don't deserve to be a guitar player. Excuse me? I had only been playing for a year. You're, nobody reads. You can't get good at guitar in a year. Unless you have previous musical experience or you're just amazing. If you're a prodigy, maybe. Oh, yeah. We were going to talk about talent. Yes, we were. <laughs> what was I going to say? Right. So talent. Is it something that you're like born with? Can you develop it? Do you have it or do you not have it? Is it an it factor? Is it just, you know, working hard, grinding, as they say, kids those days, grinding out? What I think really is that well, some people are just natural musicians in the way that they love music so much that this is what they want to do. And I think what talent really is, is it's a desire to get better because you really do need the grind to get good. No one just picks up an instrument and is immediately good at it. It may look like that to other people, but nobody knows the full extent of how much work a musician puts into it unless you are that musician yourself. So where do prodigies, pro prodigies, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like I was saying the word, but I was thinking about porridge. Uh, <laughs> yes. Where, yeah. do, where do prodigies fall on this scale? Because like, I feel like you can be born with this set amount of like natural talent that you have towards something. Um, but I don't, because like, you know, there are pro prodigies are like, 
okay, they they stand out because they're ahead above the rest bec- and they're like so young at doing it. Um, yeah. But they also work so much at it. That's true. But like in the beginning stages of it, it's just them being a bit above average, you know? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's the practice after that that makes them mm-hmm. stand out as prodigies. Cause like, yes. you know, if, you, if, you, if you're good at something and you don't practice it, then here you are, you're just mm-hmm. average after, at the end of the day, because you're yeah. not. Anyone can reach their natural potential, I think. But the really good musicians are the people who go beyond what they're naturally good at. The people who develop their skills beyond just, oh, this is what I can do. They, they, they take the things that they're not good at and they get good at them. That's true. Um, let's talk about practicing because we were talking about this off recording and we were talking about how some people can practice just as much as the next person, but the next person is better than they are. And that's because of good practicing versus bad practicing, which I used to do a lot of. I used to be very bad at practicing, but now I consider myself pretty good at it. So what are, what are some qualities of good practicing? Because I also, um, I can see where, like, not in the same thing, though. Like, where it is for me learning new languages, I have bad practicing habits uh-huh. that I just stumbled across recently. Yeah. But for you, what is it, what is it, it um, compare and contrast between good and bad practicing? For me, bad practice is where I'm just kind of aimlessly playing. So I might have my guitar on my lap. I might be plucking out chords. I might be playing the same things I always play, not really challenging myself, not really paying attention, but I'm technically playing guitar. And sometimes that is good enough, but you're not going to get better doing that. If, if you see what I mean? That's a starting point, you know? Yeah. If, if you don't do that at all, you're not, you're not even a guitarist, basically. If you don't play guitar, you're not a guitarist. <laughs> To get better at guitar, you need to focus. You need to know what you want to get better at. You need to know what to practice, how to practice it, and actually do it, I guess. Yeah. Um, For me, obviously, one of the first things you want to do when you're like learning something new is to do it over and over again. Uh, But if you don't do it well, (laughs) like you were saying, it really doesn't help you. So like I was trying to learn vocabulary because like I said earlier, I'm trying to learn like Japanese. And so I was trying to learn vocabulary. So I'm learning all these like new words and whatever else. But um, I wasn't learning how to write them um, or like properly read them, just like how to pronounce them. And then I wasn't practicing how to pronounce them very well. So it was like. I know what the word sounds like, and if I heard it, I would be like, oh, hey, I know that means such and such, but like, I couldn't say it properly. I couldn't read it, because I wasn't practicing that. And then now, of course, I couldn't write it, because I couldn't read it. Um, so like, I had to like start from scratch again, and um, just like to get rid of my bad habits of not knowing how to do things like in the simplest way to progress towards a better understanding of it. And I thought, I thought it was really cool because um, I was listening to some Japanese music um, and I was reading the album title and I could like pick out some characters that I knew like, oh, that means this letter and that means this letter and that means this letter. And so I was like, oh, that's so cool. Eventually learning. I was able to like translate. <laughs> learning, you be learning some <laughs> learning. stuff. Learning, it's cool. 
That's the... <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like good practicing. Like that's like mm-hmm. a, just a recent concept for me. Like, yeah, I know that sounds like very common knowledge, but it's just a recent mm-hmm. concept. Like it just translated in my head that you can practice badly. Yeah, you you got to be slow and deliberate. You can really only focus on one new thing at a time, I think. How so? If I want to make sure that I'm learning something right, you, I really have to focus on one thing at a time. Because if you're trying to juggle lots of things, you're going to, you're going to make trade-offs. So when I want to get better at something, I won't try to learn like, a new picking pattern at the same time that I'm trying to learn a new scale at the same time that I'm also trying to play it really fast. One new thing at a time, I guess. That makes sense. What about if what about if there are new things in different areas? Because I feel like I feel like you can multitask like that. Like if you're like learning and if you're learning how to read, basically, but you're also learning how to walk and you're kind of dabbling and talking. Like if you're doing all those things separately, not not at the same time, like picking up a book, trying to stand up, you know. <laughs> if you're but, doing um, it all at the same time, you're gonna suck. Yeah. Every day, like actually, let me get my my practice routine up because I have a I have a guitar practice routine that has all the lists all the things that I am working so on. So good at lists. Yeah. Like so, so I am practicing multiple things. Like I'm practicing scales and arpeggios, I'm practicing my sight reading, practicing actual music, improvisation, and I have a list of fifty random things of which I work on one a day. So I am learning more than one thing at once, but not literally at the exact same time. So I'm working on scales, but I'm working on scales separately from picking, or I'm working on warm-ups separately from music. So I'm not trying to get everything from one exercise. I'm learning a lot of new scales because of the barrier jury. And I'm not saying that you can only focus on one thing at a time, as in you can only be working on one thing at a time. As I just said, I'm working on a lot of things. But I'll spend one, like five minutes focused on one thing and then five minutes focused on the next thing instead of 10 minutes trying to do both of them, if that makes sense. Time well spent. Focus is, I think, the most important thing for practice. If you can't focus, then you're not really learning. I'm very much a scatterbrain. It's, it's hard for me to focus on something, but it's also very fulfilling when I do get something done. That is the best feeling in the world. Like When you know that you overcame yourself and actually got something good done, even if you didn't want to, that's a great feeling. I've set my, my practice routine up the way that I know works for me. I have an area set up for practice where I just have a music stand, no technology. I just sit down with my phone on a timer and I just try to clear my mind. And I know that if I worked on guitar in front of a computer, it just would not work. I would not be able to focus. So physically going somewhere else really helps me. I work good in a clean environment, but I'm a very mm. messy person. So <laughs> felt. contrast there. Strongly uh, felt. So yeah, like, um, you know, I, I like to clean. And then like once I feel like everything's like peaceful around me, it's easier for me to concentrate on what needs to get done. Another thing, warm up. Warm up exercises are amazing. And I just recently figured out that I've been warming up wrong. <laughs> like I've been thinking, okay... I'll, I'm going to play these arpeggios. My, my usual warm-up is a, a arpeggio exercise. I'm going to play this until I feel like I'm ready to play other stuff. But I've realized that if I go through the same studies twice, one time really slowly with a metronome, like 50 
BPM, or maybe set it to 25 BPM and have the click going every two, every two beats, or really focusing in on the time, making making it really hard to play off the metronome, so I have to focus on the metronome and subdivide and count really intently gets my mind warmed up, and then I can go through the same exercises again at like 120 and burn my fingers off, <laughs> and then I, I have the physical warm-up separated from the mental warm-up, if that makes sense. Sometimes it's hard getting your brain in the right place. Have you ever tried playing with a metronome set to like 30 or 15 BPM? Uh-uh, I can't count. We talked about this. I cannot <laughs> count. <laughs> I get lost. Having a metronome click only on beat one or every other measure and these vast amounts of space where there's just silence and you have to subdivide and if you get even slightly off, that stuff gets me in the zone. Yeah. I, I would, it's just really hard for me. Like I, I'd be counting and then I'm like distracted in my brain like i'm counting like one and two three and 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 what comes after three again and then the thing goes off i'm like no i'm looking up a youtube video to send you that i i think might help you with your rhythm oh i've given up <laughs> I, all i hear in the background your rhythm for those who are listening at home it's called seven metronome games from adam neely space lessons it is an amazing video. It will help you get better at rhythm. I recommend it if you want to get good at rhythm. You just love Adam Neely. I, I also do. get him in my feet a lot. He's amazing. All his videos are amazing. And he's kind of hot too. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I had like one other thing that I wanted to say, but it, it disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are we going to wrap up this episode on... The music made your life. Um, it's a major life, man. It's like major. There's no minor about it. Well said.